welcome to Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where each and every week we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. This episode is coming out the day after Christmas, so I want to wish you all a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, however you're celebrating, wherever you're celebrating, all around the nine realms. I wish you a happy holidays, and I'm so excited that you are here for this episode today. We are finally touching on one aspect of Thor's world that I've wanted to talk about for so long, and that is the Jane Foster run of Thor. And for this conversation, I brought in two new friends to the show. Will and Josh are here to talk about this first story arc that Jane takes the mantle of Mjolnir. She takes the mantle of Thor, and it's just a great story. It's a lot of fun. We dig into all of it over the next few minutes. And as we get the episode started today, I just wanted to say one thing. Looking back at this first year of the show, uh, we've almost done 50 episodes. It's been a great journey so far, and the journey is not ending anytime soon. I just want to say thank you so much for all of those who have supported the show, who've given you know uh, ratings and reviews, but also just support and encouragement. Our guests have been awesome. I've stayed in contact and in conversation with so many of them, and I've really enjoyed the friendships that I've started to build and develop through this show. So we've had a lot of great moments during the first year of this show. And then looking forward, this is the last show of 2021. And I just want to say that 2022 is going to be insane for the show. We have a movie coming out next year. We have Thor Love and Thunder coming out in in, Ju- in July. Oops, sorry. In July, we have great arcs and comics that are coming out. We have great toys that are going to be coming out. We have great things happening in the world of Thor and Across the Bifrost is going to be here for every single bit of it. So I want to let you know that 2022 is going to be a big year, big, big year. If you have uh, any friends you want to give the gift of Across the Bifrost to, this is a great time to do it because we're not slowing down. Next week, we are going to start off the year right. We are going to finally do a watch party for the original Thor movie, the 2011 Thor film. We are going to do an entire commentary on it. We're going to walk through it. Myself and a guest are going to talk through the entire movie. We're going to be those people in the theater that talk through the whole movie, except hopefully you've already seen the movie and this just adds some flavor and some commentary to that film. We're starting off the year with a bang. We got some great interviews coming up after we do our movie commentary. We have a great way of leading up to Love and Thunder that I'm going to reveal in the upcoming weeks. We just got a lot of stuff planned for it and the movie itself is going to be crazy. Hopefully we can get some great interviews along the way. All of this to say, I'm very excited for where the show is going in 2022. Very excited. I think you are going to enjoy this journey. I know I am, and I hope that some of that, some of that energy, some of that vibe can can be transferred to you, and that you will enjoy the 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 journey that I've mapped out. I don't got everything single thing planned, but I do know that along the way we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to learn a lot, and we're going to enjoy the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. So. All that being said, I appreciate you all, and we're not slowing down. So, in the spirit of not slowing down, here is our conversation with Will and Josh from Systematic Geekology on Jane Foster, the Mighty Thor.
we are finally, 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 finally going to talk about Jane Foster as Thor, done by the great Jason Aaron and Russell Dodderman, also Matt Wilson and the whole team that brought about this book. But there's an entire team that is going to bring you this episode today. So I am going to let my two guests introduce themselves and then we'll get rocking and rolling with Jane Foster's Thor run. So introduce yourself, tell the listening audience who you are and uh, why you're here. Hey everybody, I am Will Rose. Uh, So good to be with you. I am a uh, Lutheran pastor in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, but also part of the host and co-host team at Systematic Geekology with the other guest who is with us at the moment. And Ryan is a fan of our podcast. And as I listen to this, and we're a fan of Thor. And so I am just excited to be a part of this and talk about Thor. Thor is one of my favorite superheroes. I have a weekly uh, pull list at my local comic book store and Thor and Jason Aaron's run has been a part of my pull list for a long, long time. So excited to discuss this book with y'all. I am Joshua Knoll. I am a co-host of Systematic Geekology with uh, Pastor Will. I also co-host another podcast, uh, The Whole Church Podcast, where we just talk about like church unity and stuff. Um, over on Systematic Ecology, we're just kind of looking for Christian themes within nerd stuff. So this is right up our alley, just talking about geeky stuff that we love. Um, I have kind of been like a, a side fan of Thor. I've always loved Thor's villains. And okay. as such, you know, Thor's just kind of there when his villains are there for some reason. And, I, you know, <laughs> that's just how it works. You know, Loki, Gore, uh, the Enchantress. He's just got some of the best villains. The Unstoppable Ulick who I'm, I am a huge fan of, uh, you couldn't be more right. He's got, he's got some great baddies there. So just a little bit more background of how we got here, how this group, this group of guys got here on this show today. I had reached out to one great, uh, comic book writer, Jason Aaron. I had emailed him and said, Hey, I'd love to have you on my show. And he emailed me back three months later and said, Hey, in four months, we can do that. Counting the days. In the meantime, I was looking for different things to listen to uh, when, it, when it came to you know, podcasts. And I love a, a podcast that Will has been a guest on, Homebrewed uh, Christianity with Trip Fuller. So I was just scrolling through, not even thinking about you know, comics that day. And I see Jason Aaron and the, the, the title for the episode said something about worthiness and Thor. And I was like, am I, am I on the right podcast right now um and i was like and i started listening to it i was like oh my gosh my favorite comic book writer is on one of my favorite podcasts and i have to listen to all of this right now yeah nice i listened to will and trip talk to jason aaron for like an hour and a half and i just couldn't get enough of it so i reached out to will and i said hey i loved that interview and we just got to talking i found out about systematic ecology and love that show and it just kind of a spiraling, like, you know, this comment led to this and this comment led to that. And now we're here. Yeah, and yeah. That, that was a fun conversation because it was at the beginning of COVID and he had put something on Twitter. Um, yeah, Trip was over here and lived in the Triangle for a while. And we had a few uh, connections and mutual friends and um, did some live podcasts together exploring faith and science. And we're both big geeks. We love Star Wars and comics and bonded over that. And um 
and, and he moved over to Scotland to teach at University of Edinburgh. And so at the beginning of COVID, when everything shut down. These local comic book stores were shutting down. And, and Jason Aaron put on Twitter that he would, for charity, go on anybody's podcast, whoever won the bid to earn the right to kind of interview him and talk to him. And he would give all the money to like this local comic book foundation that would support local comic book stores. And so I messaged Tripp and said, hey, how about this? And he gave me like a, a cap of what we could go up to too and we end up winning the bid and it was a good conversation and Jason Aaron is not a person of faith he's been quite open about um being an atheist or or doesn't believe in God but he's very intrigued with religion and you'll hear those themes uh within his work whether it's original sin or worthy gods or unworthy gods and 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 prayer and all those things um are part of his work you can see what he's kind of wrestling with and the issues and I felt like that Tripp's podcast um is all about discerning what gods are worthy or not. And Jason Aaron's doing the same thing. So it was a good, really good conversation and, and yeah. hearing uh, his perspective and talking about his run on Star Wars and his run on Thor and the upcoming movie that's that's not too far around the corner. Well, yeah. And then uh, in this comic we're going to be talking about today, where you see these, like the contrast of the all mother and the all father, I'm like, that's where I see Jason Aaron's like struggle with religion. And I'm like, man, how he paints the all father. I really believe that's how a lot of people see God. And unfortunately, I think sometimes that might be the church's fault that we kind of make God seem that way. Yeah. yeah we'll talk more about true. that later, maybe. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there, there, is, uh, there are some clear themes in here that uh, I specifically wanted these gentlemen to, to talk about this, uh, these issues with us because there's, uh, there's a lot going on here, a, a lot of broad themes. So uh, listeners, we are not going to like we normally do, we go page by page through a, a book or a series of books. We're going to go through these books broadly today, and we're going to hit on themes. We're going to hit on different things that we see coming out of this story, because this was a key transitional point for the character. In 2014, original sin had, had happened, and it left our, our protagonist, it left Thor in a very compromising position he was no longer worthy to lift the hammer this art comes along the repercussions of original sin come along and we're going to expound on kind of what what unfolded out of that when as as we know looking a few years back jane foster became worthy to lift the hammer and become the goddess of thunder <laughs> with this movie coming out and natalie portman playing jane foster and her becoming i'm like okay Okay, if you don't know that that's the character, then wow, you've really been good about about keeping safe for spoilers. But this this story, like like original sin, you know, in terms of like original sin, Marvel loves their events. So it's a big event written by Jason Aaron, and then yeah, the, the end is is uh, somebody whispers this this phrase to Thor, and I still don't. I don't remember what the actual phrase was. Maybe Ryan does. He can talk about that later when he talks about original sin. But so it whispers something in that's so small, you, it's unreadable. And so he becomes unworthy, some secret, taught, you know, dark past. Um, but this setup for, for Jane Foster goes way back even to like Jason Aaron's run in Thor number 12 with that, um, that quick issue once upon a time in Midgard. And so this is vignettes of, of Thor visiting Midgard and, and encountering humans and things that are happening on earth. And he happens 
happens to stumble upon Jane Foster, his longtime friend, uh, used to be girlfriend, and, and she's bald. She's going through chemo. She has cancer. And so he gets really pissed off. He's like, what? How can this be? I got to fix this. I'm a God. I'm divine. She's like, no, this is a real human experience that humans have to go through. So let me go through this. So this little vignette kind of set up something that he planted way back years before jumping into this story arc and and revealing uh, who which Thor is worthy or, or Jane Foster becoming uh, the worthy Thor. We will jump in, and, and like I said, we're going to go broad, broad brush strokes here. This was a big relaunch of the Thor title. It's a part of the, the now imprint where, mm-hmm. you know, hey, so anyone can jump on now. Any, you know, we're going we're gonna to do this number one. And, and uh, Marvel doing frequent number ones through the years, uh, the last, you know, 15 years has been under fire. This number one gets us to an introduction of a great, great new uh, approach to the Thor character. So we jump, we jump in, and really the first few pages, I'm just going to breeze, uh, breeze by a little bit. The, the Frost Giants show up on Midgard, and they're they're messing with a a Roxxon. Uh, a Roxxon is a is a very uh, influential company in the Marvel universe. They've got their hands in everything. Um, not Exxon. You know, We're not talking about Exxon here. We're talking about Roxxon. <laughs> or are we? I say or Exxon. Are we? Or are we? No, no, no. I just like that's what they're alluding to. Uh, but yeah, you see, those pages are, are pretty neat because it shows the big uh, cosmic threat of the frost giants, and they're huge and they're intimidating. But but also within those panels, you get you get you get attack sharks. I let me just yeah. say attack yeah. sharks. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, Jason Aaron loves like... his sharks. He loves his sharks or space sharks or whatever shark he put in there. Attack sharks, of course. You know, that's, that's so much stuff. fun absurdity in this first issue of it. Like, like uh, right now, you stopped on on this page, and we have all of these gods on the moon, and I'm like, that's it's just fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, chilling, chilling on the moon after after the. After the frost giants have attacked Roxxon, we go to the moon and all the gods are sitting there chilling as begs the hammer, you know, please move, please, please move. Uh, but he's no longer, he's no longer worthy. And, he's defeated. Uh, we, he's defeated. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's having, it seems like he's having an identity crisis. I'm like, man. Mm. Oh yeah. That's uh, I've, I've been there. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Who hasn't? Um, yeah. uh, knowing that there's an inner struggle in even him as a person. So getting to getting to write Thor is having intense uh, internal struggle and battle like that. That might have been something that was maybe therapeutic for, for Jason Aaron. Maybe maybe it was even hurtful for him to write a character who was struggling with crisis on such a deep, painful level. Freya, the former all mother, well, rightful all mother, but being usurped by her husband, Odin, the all father. They disagree on how to go about Thor being unworthy now. And it's, um, they, they have a big argument, a, a blow up about this, um, which ends with Freya reluctantly being like, okay, okay, whatever. Uh, not whatever, but. And, and can I just, I know we got to keep going, but the, the phrase go back the, uh, Odin is trying to lift a hammer and he can't either. So he's not worthy either. 
And yeah. so he was he was complaining earlier that the all mother was coddling Thor. And so she's like, as he's trying to lift the hammer and he can't, she says to him, <laughs> does this mean I've spent too much time coddling you as well? And I'm just like, oh, it's such a good comeback and, and clap back at, at Odin yeah. for, and, for uh, his brashness. Yeah. yeah. And as a, as a somewhat newly married guy, I, I got to just appreciate the art of uh, how they how they drew her face, that look. I'm like, man. <laughs> i've seen that look i've seen that look yes yes i'm yes. wrong all the time i see that look constantly look. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh and, and and honestly uh josh was referred to this uh in a little bit of our, our extra conversation that like the parallel between you know the all mother and the all father is so key in these issues and we'll we'll follow that theme throughout um but they 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 conclude on the moon and and uh Thor says, you know, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the Hall of Weapons, then I'm gonna go home. And we're we're meant to think that that means Asgard. Uh, so then I'll just kind of summarize a little bit of what happens in the rest. And uh, Odin says basically to Freya, you know, you will you will submit to me because I'm the All Father. And she's like, okay. And then we get this close in shot of the hammer. And mm. we're meant to think that mm. she, she's at least thinking about it. She's, mm-hmm. uh, she's, uh, she's pondering what it would be like. And then um, Malekith shows up back on Midgard uh, at Roxxon. He shows up. He causes a lot, of, uh, a lot of damage with the Frost Giants that he's in league with. And they're looking for something. They're looking for something important. Thor shows up. They fight. And then on one of the last pages, I'm just going to go. Um, we are... Uh, as of this on this recording we are looking at the images uh listeners so if you want to go and look maybe on your own you know issues your own graphic novel or if you're just content to listen to this uh we hope we hope you get a good description Uh, malekith goes and he cuts off thor's arm Mm -hmm. he the the frost giants help him dismember the god of thunder so uh, thor's i believe his left arm gets chopped off which is interesting because you know he's not only humiliated unworthy now he's like losing body parts and body limbs but but if you go back to some earlier work of jason aaron there's these arcs where you get like a present day thor a young thor and an old thor and the old thor looks like he has like a like a prosthetic arm and you're one yeah. you're left wondering how did he lose his arm what is that story behind that and so like years go by issues go by and you're like what how did how did thor lose his arm that'd be a funny story or a good story to hear one day well here you go we find out how thor loses his arm i did not catch that until just now yep yep yep, yep, yep. thor uh Thor's guy, he's now very right-handed. We'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> so Malekith, you know, Malekith uh, pushes him uh, to the bottom of the bottom of the ocean, basically leaves him for dead. And, and we're, uh, he thinks that he's beaten Thor once and for all. And then we go back to the moon and someone is able to lift the hammer. And on the last page, we see the new goddess of thunder. It's the first it, glimpse yeah. of Jacob which. Thomas. Early on, it showed when all the gods were on the moon, all these other gods saying that they tried and no one yeah. was worth it. And then, yeah. you know, like you said, Odin wasn't either. So it's like... In that panel before, okay. they changed the, the word for 
he is worthy to she yep. add an s yeah. oh i didn't catch that either look at there look at there hey will's so much smarter than me i tell you <laughs> just just stay in the details stay it's really in the details why- it's really why Will is here to, to catch all the things that I'm going to breeze yeah, by. Yeah. I, uh, the one thing I caught was that uh, I didn't know how much Norse looked like English in the comics. It's crazy. Right. Right. And, and like um, in the lettering, uh, you'll notice um, in the lettering, once uh, once a lady, a female Thor starts to talk, her thought bubbles are in very uh, basic. The, oh, I, okay. Yeah. One of the most up. beautifully well done things. Uh, so, so good. They, 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 her thought bubbles are in regular English looking kind of like just standard words. But then when she speaks, it's in that very like Thor thespian dialogue. And it's in the more uh, more artistically done lettering that that, you know, they've been doing on Thor for many years now. Um, yeah, right. I, I love that. Yeah, there's a great duality even there where she's even like she's thinking things she's like oh I, I didn't know i could do that and then externally she's like of course i can do this um yeah it's 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 a lot of fun and we get to see the first glimpse of her and this is one this is one thing i really want to get your guys opinions on um as, as three dudes talking about how she looks as thor her look is distinct and different but still embodies the character. So I, I just wanted to know what you guys thought about her, her armor, her helmet, you know, how she looks as the character. I, I don't have a ton of comments. I'm going to let Will take this one for the most part, but I will say I, I appreciate because this is something where comics have failed so heavily on comics and anime are both terrible at this, but I appreciate that they didn't over-sexualize it. I'm like, this mm. is just, mm. you know, she yeah. she looks like you know not any more scattily dressed than like most of you know spider-man and tights kind of deal yep. like i like that's not any yeah good point yeah. yeah she just looks like a badass she's got her kind of hip out a little bit and confident i mean she you know we'll see in the next issue her wrestling with wow she's even surprised that she's picking up the hammer and thor there's this yeah. duality like you said the humanist and the divine all wrapped up in one hey how about that and <laughs> and then and then but but she's lifting this hammer lightning around cape flying wind storm there's a storm brewing you can tell she's in the <laughs> middle of a storm and and but but yeah she she's not overly muscular she's not over sexualized she's just she is Thor, she's confident. She's a badass, yeah. and and it's a it's a mix of the kind of the ancient and new all wrapped wrapped up in one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, think... uh, Go ahead. sorry, I was gonna do a, a couple comments with that. Is so, so one just just because in case people didn't know, uh, the comics are just do a much better job at keeping canon with whoever has the hammer has the powers of Thor. You know, with yeah. Thor doesn't have it, he also isn't Thor. So, um, or at least it used to be a lot more like that. So it. You know, that is sort of the whole thing with the hammer. She picks up the hammer, yeah. she is Thor. Yeah. Um, what, I, what I really like is this draws back to some of Marvel's origins to me, where like um, okay. what, what took Marvel off was Spider-Man. That was their biggest, first big hit. And it was because you had Superman, who was basically a god, and no one relates to an alien god. You have Batman, who's this billionaire. And then here comes this kid who was just the most relatable kid there is, who's fighting these supervillains. And you're like, that's a character I can relate to. And this is a Thor that we can relate to. You know, the other Thor is literally a god. I don't have anything in common with him other than some of his interests. You know, <laughs> I don't know what it's like to be a god. 
But this yes. person who's really struggling with what it means to be human and also going through this change, I'm like, okay, now we have a Thor that I can relate to. Yeah, good point. I, I think I think for the first time, we're going to see this, oh, like Will said, and like we've alluded to, we're going to see this in the next issue once we actually get inside her head. That, yeah. that like, Thor, Thor Odinson does not talk like the way she talks. Like, her voice, I think Jason Aaron did a great job of this, this Thor's voice is distinctly hers. This is her. This, yeah. is, this is not someone cosplaying Thor. This is mm. someone taking on the mantle and making it her own, which is something that I think could have been fumbled so easily. And I think it's something that uh, that they really did a masterwork on. And one thing I want to I want to head on before we kind of really really <laughs> breeze through the next few issues, um, and, and it makes sense why we would stick on this issue because it's it's the it's the turning point for the character russell dodderman drawing jane foster as thor is phenomenal she, yeah he draws her so uh dynamically and she's got so much power and there's there's nuance to her but but like both of, of both of you guys have said she's not over sexualized she's not an she's not an object to put on a piece of paper she is being she is being presented as a legitimate hero that people should want to emulate and look up to. And we're going to see this in a lot of the letter pages that we'll, we'll just, we'll just hint at, but the letter pages, there are, are there are women writing in, there are, are young girls, there are teenage girls, college girls, uh, older uh, uh, female comic book fans writing in like, this is my Thor. Like th this is a Thor that I resonate with. And I, I think that's great. Like you have guys on this call talking about, yeah, we resonate with this Thor because she's, she's human. And it's just great to see that more people can look at this Thor and be like, yeah, like I, 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 I see her. Um, I see her and I relate with her. So um, this man, this, this first, this first image of her, I just love, um, I love so much. It's, it's fantastic. Um, we're going to jump over to the next issue, Thor number two, uh, still from 2014. So this uh, issue, this issue is a lot of establishing what this new Thor sounds like, what she fights like, and just kind of the vibe that she is going to be, how she's going to be different from the previous Thors. Guys, do you have any, like, Yeah, so here we are, issue two, and I think with this issue, uh, we see the new Thor pick up the hammer. This issue is one where we see uh, how she is worthy, why she is worthy. She's able to take on Frost Giants. The Avengers are literally frozen in ice, no one around to help. They try to come yeah. to the aid of Roxanne, but they, uh, she, she shows up and she's like, okay, time to get to work. And, and you see how, and they're even skeptical, like, who are you? Who do you think you are? you're some and, and they're being uh you know sexist and misogynistic but like who do you yes. think you are little girl and and she's like all right the time time to show you uh, and then this as you said this inner monologue of her going wow i'm surprised that i'm doing all this i'm both a god <laughs> and a human yeah. at, at the same time yeah yeah no she's she's great and uh I, I like they they show all of the avengers that are like frozen and defeated by the frost giants here when she shows up um, and, and I like, you know, they do that so that it's 
it's clear that she is a rightful part of all of this, right? She's not lesser than or anything like that, uh, which was important because, you know, pe- people do the whole, this is just an agenda, blah. So I feel like as a writer, he also had to prove that this isn't, this isn't an agenda, this isn't this yeah. or that. Um, it's which, about storytelling. Yeah. 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 And when you see, which is why the whole all mother, all father parallel is so important, because when you see how that story plays out in the comparison of a good, you know, caring God who is humble compared to this Odin, who is this anger overwatcher, and then you kind of see the parallel of these two Thors and you're thinking, okay, this also relates to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, Will, when you guys were talking to Jason Aaron, he, he, he spoke a little bit to this about how externally people were like, oh, great. Marvel pushing an agenda. Oh, oh no, we got it. We we got it. We got to make you know superheroes be you know. <laughs> this is just no. It's like what Thor's a woman now. <laughs> it's like, can you maybe recall some of how Jason responded to those criticisms? Um, yeah, I think in our conversation we didn't go down that road uh, too much. We just yeah. we kind of geeked out on like a number of things and try to get a little bit kind of his his worldview and spirituality as well but i I, but i think he's he's made the case talking with us in other places too that this is again this was seeds that are planted way before he's wrestling with the overarching theme which god is worthy or not so yeah he's yeah a new thor has picked up the hammer but it's not like he's put um, Odin's son Thor on the sideline he's a big part of the story like we saw he's a big yeah. part of issue one big part of issue two you follow his story and what he's wrestled with all the way through this so he's not kicked to the sideline or retired or killed off he's what his identity and his identity crisis is being wrestled with in this issue and so you're yeah. lifting up another another um, hero that he has he had planted years before in, in Thor issue number 12 and, and other issues and and yeah the, the whole idea of representation comics have long been um, a bunch of white males with mm-hmm. capes and, and spandex on and we're in an era where yeah it's it's not just like the wives cooking in the kitchen anymore they they have careers they're heroes they serve in the military they're cops see they're soldiers <laughs> we're in a different um different era and so comics are go along for that ride of representation and and how they relate to their audience and readers as well yeah and i I won't do my whole whole rant here but but i i do have to say comics have always had an agenda the whole idea that uh, you know a lot of people want to complain that oh why do they have to include these captain america started specifically to try to encourage america to join world war ii like that's as much of an agenda as you could possibly get x-men are all about the lgbt community and racial justice from the beginning like it's like none of this is new yeah green arrow and and um green lantern their run talking about drugs and drug abuse and race and racism big part of the the 60s and 70s so so yeah there's issues that are in our society that need to be processed and worked through and, and good storytelling does that and and this is happening here which later on when we find yeah. out who this is and what she's really wrestling with a big stumbling block the faith is the problem of pain and suffering and to have a real human wrestling with cancer and chemo um is are big questions that that, are, that people wrestle with and um and legit um yeah as well. Yeah, and really, I think one of one of the shames was because because I, I bought this I bought this run I, I have this run in a long box somewhere and in frames places and I loved this because 
um, it was it was telling a different a, a new story. And I was excited about it, but what what I heard, you know, the criticisms that I heard were like, "Well, I'm not going to read that. Like, if if Thor's a woman, I'm not going to read it." It's like, okay, then then you you've given up you've given up the credibility you have in this argument because you don't even know what this new Thor is about. You don't even know you don't even know what she's going through, what she's struggling with, and and, and what what if I I, I kind of went on a little bit of a a little bit of a, I don't want to, I don't want to say it. I went on a little <laughs> bit of a rant with a buddy of mine the other day uh, because he was talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the thing about um, uh, Jonathan Kent over in DC Comics right now, right. Um, and how that started this firestorm of like, oh, what we, we've we've got, you know, gay superheroes, bisexual superheroes. Here's the thing: most of comics, uh, guys like me have no problem about the existence of aliens, interdimensional travel, time travel, all this kind of stuff. But a female Thor, uh, like uh, a gay superhero, like, oh my gosh, like quit, quit pushing your politics in my comics. It's like, hey, we believe some pretty ridiculous things when we, when we approach comics, but what if people, people of any 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 kind any kind of person could look at a comic and say hey i can see myself in that comic i can i can see my struggle i can see my life i can see my ups my downs in that comic and and i know we're we're putting a lot on jane here but a lot of the criticisms of her were very like this is just trendy comics like well that's knowing your audience (laughs) that's knowing your audience that's knowing how to speak to them like jason aaron is given no agenda here he writes the story yeah. that he wants to write, um, and and he does a great job at it. Yeah, and took it, a lot of flag for it too. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Yes, um, I was actually told once uh, when I picked up an issue of this run of Thor, uh, the guy behind the stand said, "Are you sure?" I said, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm sure." <laughs> like, wow. I think, oh man, I think I'm wow. paying you for this, right? Like, yes, yeah. I'm sure. I love this new Thor, and and I'm a big fan of her. Um, yeah, which um. Side note, this is more for one of my other podcasts, probably, but I do just want to mention it. Yeah. It, it does bother me a lot that you'll have a lot of your conservative Christians, you know, lower seat conservative Christians who do the whole, well, this is just feminism and feminism is bad and that's pushing LGBT and that's bad. And I'm like, okay, but you guys love Iron Man, who is the worst sinner of sinners in any comic ever. Like, come <laughs> the on. The war profiteer. <laughs> the war profiteer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. in comic book version Iron Man, he gets drunk and kills children. Like, I'm like, you, you can't hold being a woman against someone and then turn around and support that guy. Like, his Anakin Skywalker levels of bad. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> so, all of that being said, like, and, and that that's really a lot of what people know, like, people that haven't read the comics of this run of Thor, that's what they know. They know the controversy, they know the backlash, they know that part the story itself is so awesome and it gets maybe so underappreciated because uh, people paint with a broad, like a oh, female yeah. form. I'm not reading it. I'm not reading it. Um, the, the And I'll add the art too. Like, you know, there's one thing you're telling a story, but you can tell that Jason Aaron trusts his art artist. And there's some of these panels have very little words on it and they're showing it with the art and the action of, of what's going on. And so the facial yeah. expression of the thing. So, so when you enjoy this run you know don't we all bring our baggage to whatever movie or story we're, we're diving into or novel or or whatever but but yeah tr- open your just 
open your heart and mind and life and say, I'm just going to go along for the ride and see what they're trying to tell here. And if it's not your back, if it's, if it's not your cup of tea, because at the end you just weren't that, then that's fine. But if enjoy the yeah. ride, the art, what, what they're trying to, um, the questions they're right, wrestling with. Which yeah. this, this might help us propel forward a little bit, but uh, to, to go along with that, that, pretty much all of issue two, three, and four is like, it is just fight scene. So if you just like some visual comics where you just see fighting, I'm like, yeah yeah that was good <laughs> there's even there's a because there, will was talking about how the, the, the art speaks and you know josh you just mentioned like how the art like it's like it's just a fight scene like just look at it as a fight scene uh there is a a, a page in here where she's kind of tapped into this new ability that mjolnir can do where she throws the hammer and it just like does these um it, it, it like goes through things and it goes around things and it's it, it's flying on its own through things and she destroys two of these ice <laughs> and then she walks away uh and then she 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 thinks to herself oh man wow quick i gotta i gotta think of something badass and then she says she's like still hungry and i'm like <laughs> yes yeah, you yeah. all the time yes uh there so there, there's a lot of great yeah. art in here i mean really there yeah the the big difference of uh that scene in a spider-man fight scene is spider-man would have out loud said i gotta think of something <laughs> like I need, I need something to say now <laughs> she's like yeah. she's like internally struggling and out, yeah. <laughs> out comes nothing but badassery and spider's yeah. like gee golly i wonder what i'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> the uh the uh, the conclusion of this uh, issue centers around Dario Agar, who is the Minotaur, uh, the CEO of Roxxon. He's, um, for lack of a better term, he's a massive jerk. He, he's very self-absorved. Him and Malik. Corporate, C- uh, cor- corporate CEO, right? <laughs> he's He's got... <laughs> He's uh, Maybe he's a message that people are trying to... <laughs> trying right. to but yeah. yeah. I, I honestly, uh, you know, I, I, I would be, I would be, uh, I would be irresponsible if I didn't mention that Ulick the troll shows up here. Listeners mm-hmm. to across the Bifrost know Ulick is my guy, and I can't wait <laughs> to talk. I will never miss an opportunity to talk about Ulick. Ulick is like the head of security <laughs> for Roxxon, which is like so random and so awesome. Uh, but Ulick yeah. shows up in the Frost Giants. Uh, they're, they they take this rocks on base and they put it up in the air and they freeze it and you know it's just kind of a cool set piece. Oh, go back! I didn't even notice this before. You have the dark elf. How do you say his name? Melik. Melik. Yeah. Yeah. He's wearing Thor's arm as a scarf. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so Which, like, dude, um, he's so creepy. He's yeah. he's just a creepy yeah. villain and and very you know what a what a good oh, yeah. villain. But but wearing I, uh, Thor's arm like a scarf is is yeah, he's very very just creepy and uh, quirky um I, I love christopher eccleston i don't blame him oh, I, no. love, I actually love thor the dark world i'm one of the only ones but that yeah they didn't get the malekith character right at all joshua we cannot talk about dark world right now we we will be here for hours if we talk about <laughs> okay i'll stop I'll there's stop. the teaser there's the teaser yeah. for next week. well uh, look i I, I wanted to reflect before I have to, to get off here. <laughs> I want to on, hold it. on, on the all father, all mother, because we talked about it a lot. Yeah, yes. we have, Go right we're ahead. not gonna we're not gonna quite get to the issue where some of this comes to light. But we see 
it's just such a fun parallel because we see this depiction that everybody people think of god like odin where he's angry and he's like we're gonna stop this and he can't let somebody be a woman we can't have this we can't have this we can't thou shalt not thou shalt not right and then you have the all mother who is you know trying to be gentle trying to be concerning and it's really fun if you bother reading you know the whole fruits of the spirit passage she is showing all of the fruit and he is showing all of these signs of the flesh that's given in that same book of the bible yeah and yet and yet so many of us think of god like that and not like the all mother and i'm like y'all i i think we're missing it mm-hmm. yeah yeah they, they definitely they definitely give off the both the the good aspects of the role and the tyrannical aspects of the role I mean, odin has never been a great guy like the idea that odin is this you except know, for in the movies <laughs> yeah so the idea the idea that odin is giant santa claus in the sky who just like dispenses Mm. wisdom like some mystical pez dispenser (laughs) like anthony hopkins's portrayal of odin is awesome but it is not accurate (laughs) even going back to norse mythology way back to when it originated thousands of years ago odin's not meant to be um you know yeah santa claus in the sky granted which that's why thor was always the favorite right thor's the one who brought the storm and brought relief <laughs> and and the rain when he needed it so yeah oh yeah there you go oh, yeah. which which last last teaser and then i'm i'm gonna peace out peace out okay since we're not getting to the other issues yet um <laughs> y'all issue four um when thor questions is this his mother because you know all of these signs i'm talking about the fruits of the spirit that she's showing you know it's like oh it's got to be her she's totally worthy uh i won't say what she does but there's a panel where it just shows thor's face after she proves it's not his mother and it is one of the best drawn facial expressions in all of comics and <laughs> if you haven't seen it just just find that one page if you can <laughs> hey joshua why yeah don't that right there and tell them what happens because this uh, is going to be a mishmash of different things. Okay, like, okay. Listen. So, so we're all Thor, looking at the image right at now. This point, <laughs> at this point, we're all kind of like, this is probably his mother. Because, like, you know, that's what all the signs are showing with the parallels of, you know, Odin and the All-Mother and then Thor and Girl Thor. And then Girl Thor kisses Thor. <laughs> and he just has this face of just complete and utter awe. Like, uh, I don't think that's my mom. <laughs> I am. He's just like, I have so many feelings right now. <laughs> yeah. She, she literally says, so still think I'm your mother? And he's like, I certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was the panel that you wanted to get to, right? <laughs> that That is my all-time favorite. Like, just if I had to pick an all-time favorite panel, it might be that. <laughs> Because that alone says everything I, I need it to say. Like that, that has its own story just right there. And, and oh, you can man. just like, can you imagine the mandate coming down? Like <laughs> Jason Aaron sends an email to Russell Dodderman's like, hey, um, we got to throw people off the scent here. Um, so right. <laughs> how about we do this? <laughs> I, I want this panel to be its own meme. Like I feel like it, it, it should be. But anyway. It's we'll the, make that uh, happen. We'll make that happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joshua, thank you for jumping on for this uh, portion of the discussion, man. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, man. All right. right, Peace. See ya.
So we're going to jump right into issue four. Uh, Josh is no longer with us, but he, we, he already know Josh's favorite part of this issue, the one part of this entire arc that he wanted to talk about. Uh, so <laughs> go and just re-listen to Josh break that down. He really wanted to get that in there before he had to leave. We're going to break apart number four here just by asking Will a simple question. Will, this was the issue where Regular, regular Thor, the Thor we've come to know and love, classic Thor Odinson, shows up and he has a showdown with Jane amidst all of the ice giant Malekith stuff. There's a lot going on in this last issue of the arc. What were your thoughts and your takeaways from this issue as a whole? Did you see anything in here that you really stood out to you? Well, I love that kind of classic Marvel trope that you have two heroes bump bump against each other and they're not sure who each other is and and they're kind of like what's your role what are you doing they get in a fight and a scuffle and then eventually they come to understand that they're literally on the same team that they're fighting the same fight yeah. and so man how much do we do that in life you're like wait i don't know if i like you i don't know i wait uh, you like Star Wars? I like Star Wars. You like Thor? I like Thor. Did we just become best friends? Cool. Let's work together. So that, that happens That happens all the time in real life. And here we are, two, two heroes who are wrestling with who they are right now. Thor is having a big identity crisis. Jane yeah. uh, is like, who am I? She got a dual dialogue going in her head. What <laughs> she's doing or actually trying to figure out who she is. And then you get to see them kind of literally go toe to toe. And I think that's um, Aaron trying to show you that that uh, uh, this new Thor uh, can can hold her own, not only against villains, but but also against the OG Thor, you know, yeah. the original Thor. Like, let's go toe to toe with this guy, and then and then they can kind of work together on what's next. So you, you eventually, you move to like this mutual respect for one another, which happens a lot in comics, which is kind of fun to see who would win in a fight between these two heroes, yeah. and then eventually they become best buddies. I feel like hypothetical arguments are what comic book fans do best. Mm. Um, it's just like we live in this world of, hy of hyperbole and theoretical, you know, showdowns. And this is one that comes to life pretty vividly for at least a few pages in here where Jane is testing her metal against literally the person that she took the role from. And she stands, she stands even with him at the end. They, they, they are able to, they, they have this fight for a little bit, but then they turn to the ice giants and, and it's almost like, you know, they, they job these ice giants out and they, they take care of them real easy. Um, and then after the uh, Malekith you know, scoots away, you know, being kind of the slime ball he is. And right. then, then all the heroes come back, all the heroes that have been frozen and the, the warriors from Asgard, they all have these, these comments about, you know, about, <laughs> about Jane or about the, this new Thor. And uh, one of my favorite moments in this, uh, I, I, pull, I pulled it up here. One of my favorite moments is uh, when they've all, they've all come back. Spider-Man has this, uh, I would say, a very typical Peter Parker response. Yeah. Where he was like, "Whoa, um, okay, this is new." Uh, and <laughs> since we're, you know, we're we're a few days after the um, the Spider-Man movie release, I just it was nice to see Spider-Man in this book just for a panel or two. He's like, he's like, "Does she have a superhero name yet?" Because please tell me it's Thunder Woman, Thorita, or Lady <laughs> Hammer Pants. 
I just, it's the most Peter Parker thing. And yeah. you know, like that's how he would re react to all this new stuff going on. So I'm glad we got to see a, a Peter Parker uh, cameo here while all this other serious stuff is going on. And Thor makes it very clear. She is Thor now. I'm Odinson. She is Thor now. And the distinction is, is clear. And yeah, it's kind of nice. It's brilliant how he removes, how Aaron removes all the main players off stage, literally freezes them so that they're not in the fight so that she can prove herself. And then when she, when, and then they're thawed out so that they can take a look and see, you know, were they conscious in that ice and they're able to watch the whole fight before them? I don't know. But the fact that like she's standing there and Odinson's like, yep, she's the one that gives her some credibility among them. Yeah. yeah Peter Parker being Peter Parker, like that captured Aaron captured his voice pretty well. I, I yeah. think those quips is kind of what other people are thinking. He says out loud. So there's no need for thought bubbles. He, he just kind of says out loud, whatever, whatever's going on in his head. I, I, I love, I, I love the quick aside. I love Spider-Man uh, dialogue because it all sounds like it should have been a thought bubble. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it came out of his mouth yeah. um, that's just kind of peter parker's voice i love peter parker's voice in in uh really any any version of spider-man but um the the issue kind of wraps up with a little bit of a cliffhanger because we we thought malekith was scooting away to do his own thing and turns out he comes back and he and the minotaur uh dario are in cahoots together so that right. that shows up later on um but it's just to let us know that like malekith's got a grand plan and you know a lot of that a lot of the little seeds of the war of the realms continue to get uh, sprinkled there it's jason aaron being a master storyteller and yes talk about being like a master plan i mean yeah. jason aaron has his master plan of what's going on down the road like this was this was happening way before war of the realms was like yeah. even announced as an event yeah. Uh, Marvel loves their events, but this is this all this stuff is just paving the way for. I mean, it's great storytelling in and of itself, but you know, so it, that's what keeps me glued to a comic, right? If you, I want to know what's going on there. I want to see resolution, but I also want to see um, some some mystery boxes and some Easter eggs and yeah. some kind of uh, continuity. Dot dot dot. Something's going to have to be continued to keep yeah. me into this book. Not only the last page reveal that cliffhanger but also oh i want to keep following the story to see how that plays out uh, later yeah. on and, and aaron does a masterful job with that the and, and and this this story about the ice giants and Roxon and malekith for the time being is concluded it's put on pause and we we believe if we're viewing the story through the character's eyes we believe that we've found resolution right. um and the next issue the last issue that we're going to talk about today is kind of um it's kind of a, a little bit of an aside to see, uh, Josh mentioned this earlier, the distinction between the All-Mother and the All-Father. We get to see what the All-Father thinks of this new Thor. And then later right. on in this issue, we get to see what the All-Mother has to say to this new Thor. So I'm just going to throw open this question again. Things that jumped out at you from this issue uh that you liked they were curious about things that um just caught your eye from this last issue we're going to talk about well i i think you know all mythologies um the grand stories that humans have have told um to either entertain or to help us process the big questions we're wrestling with i think they they reveal kind of the dynamic and of 
of family and messy relationships. And I think that's what's going on here, that whether it's Norse mythology or Greek mythology, uh, whatever mythology you want to pull up, you know, there is real, real life scenarios that people are wrestling with. So I'm, you know, I'm wrestling with my brother, I'm wrestling with my, um, my, my dad, my mom, who's, are they legit or not? What's my identity? What's my role? Oh, they have expectations for me yeah. and I'm not meeting their expectations. Um, and so, so here we have this kind of play of this uh, divine drama of the Odin, all mother, all father, and, and then Thor, and whether these, she is legitimate or not within the family. So yeah. you could see like the frustration of, of Odin. He's like, wait a minute, like I've invested a lot of time into this hammer and my, my sons and stepsons and this family, and who's this newbie coming? And they yeah. just, they, and so you can understand that, but then I like how the all mother is, is calling him out because he's not perfect. Uh, these gods are, are not perfect. Uh, they, um, they have their own uh, character flaws in, in how they deal with the world and deal with one another. And I like how they're honest with each other in, in the midst of all that. There's so many, like you, you just said family and really Thor throughout the decades, it, it's the most blatant superhero family soap opera in uh -huh. Marvel Comics because the whole family, the whole family gets involved all the time. Like Thor and Odin are constantly disagreeing. Loki is literally the biggest thorn in the side that any brother has ever been. Um, and, you know, the All-Mother in this version has a very has a very strong presence and she her voice is definitely as josh said earlier it's played in contrast to odin so distinctly okay. and so i think family is a is a big thing here and like jane just gets dropped right in the middle of it um right. and she kind of it gets bombarded from all these viewpoints you know from first from thor you know thinking of her as a usurper and you know the all mother at the end saying basically hey you've got it own it like just if you're gonna be worthy of the name like you want to know what to do well just be worthy uh and odin is trying to find any way that he can to stop her um i mean we know the destroyer comes into play um soon after this um he he sends his most you know one of his most diabolical weapons against her so odin not a fan um and uh right. there's an interaction though outside of the family that i really love because I love me a good Crusher Creel absorbing man appearance. And he and his wife Titania show up. They're just wreaking general mischief, you know, in, in New York. And Jane goes to confront them. And Crusher says some of the most misogynistic, right. like, terrible things to her. And she completely dispatches him. And it puts him to shame. And she's like, I, you know what? I, I don't sweat you. I can, you know, this is going to keep happening. And that's a lot of what I read that as is like Jason Aaron saying like, Hey, this is the way it is. Yeah. now. Like get freaking used to it. Yeah. Like, almost like he's talking over their heads to the fan boys and fangirls out there that are, yeah. they're having problems with this. And so he's, he's like, all right, yeah, this is what's really going on on the message boards and the, when people first heard this news that this was this was happening so so he's addressing it right up front uh yeah. through these characters and and with the all mother i do think like for a while there in those first few issues we were literally thinking that she was um 
the new Thor. Yeah. And so when that wasn't the case, and then she's speaking for the new Thor, the goddess of thunder, that gives almost even more credence and, and uh, credibility to to Jane because you had this person you thought could be Thor and they're like no here you go she's gonna own it um and go for there she's got her back so you're like okay cool I'm glad someone's on her team and has her back yeah the the there's another um there's another small interaction in here that I just want to hit on before we kind of shut this one down and it's Thor's interaction with Sif where Mm. uh Thor goes to the bar and he's you know kind of drowning his sorrows he's asking a lot of questions and sif is so done with him uh she has had it with this guy and um we kind of get the 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 first inklings of like okay thor's gonna go through a process here um it's not just gonna be like you know it's not gonna be a stan lee jack kirby arc where like oh well next month he's gonna be back to being thor like this is gonna take a while Mm -hmm. and that led to it's things like it seems like that that remind me of the unworthy Thor run of right. issues um, that really dug into like what's it going to take for him to find answers to find resolution. Um, I think those scenes with Sif just kind of highlight how much of a journey this is going to be for him, um, and it truly is for a long time. Yeah. So right around this time, remind me, did was the spinoff book Unworthy Thor? going right alongside this or was it a little bit later on i know after this arc uh odinson's a part of this story and so it's not like he's being sidelined or killed off just so you could have a new one he's a part of that story and so his journey kind of takes while not taking up so much room in in jane's book he has his own book later on where he's really still wrestling with with his uh, of course marvel wants to sell another thor book with it but but to have him have his own story wrestling with his identity and the big questions he's faced is 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 important stuff yeah i i don't know the exact timeline and how they if they were parallel or if my guess would be that unworthy thor kind of came a little bit after because like this this book to me is kind of establishing it's the same thor book but it's establishing okay these two characters are on very different paths um so this this run of thor only goes for eight issues um and it and it spins off into the mighty thor and then the unworthy thor that would be my guess but i i i don't remember right now I'm sure I can correct myself later. Yeah, yeah, later on. But but still, just in the fact that, that Jason has this plan and this whole, you know, narrative um, in the fan base that, you know, oh, you're just replacing Thor with a female version of Thor. No, they're all part of this story. The yeah. original Thor, Odin's son, they're all interweaved. The, the family, Sif, Odin, all mother, all of them are are there, a part of this team in these, in these books. And while they have their own story arcs, um, they're still part of the same universe and, yeah. and fun to follow to see how it resolves and, and how it plays out. So that being said, like we've, we've come to the, we've come to the end of this portion of our Jane Foster journey. <laughs> yeah. um, and I just wanted to give you one, one last kind of uh, parting volley here, Will. Uh, any, any final thoughts about these first five issues, really the establishment of this new Thor and um, yeah, just l- leave people with your 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 final thoughts, I guess. Yeah, so we put a bow on this gift of a story. And that's know, why I... Will Rose is here, everybody. 
<laughs> well-timed you know, Christmas references. That's right. That's right. That, that I think, you know, I mean, comics are like, man, I love comics just because it's, it's just one of my favorite mediums of storytelling because yeah. of the art and the style and the words and the serialized storytelling. And you can't wait to see what, what happens next in, in the story. And, and so these, these comics have their splash pages and you, you're literally in awe of, of what they're creating as a creative team, as, as author and, and artist. But not only is it fun, entertaining, um, but, but these stories should also challenge us too. And so I think Jason Aaron has his Oh My Goddess moments and he is uh, he has his splash pages and he's doing things with characters. Wow, that's really neat. That's cool. But he's also challenging his readers to kind of rethink and see his characters from a different angle. And so that question, uh, is your God worthy or not, is a pretty important question, you know, as a minister, as someone, a person of faith. I think that's something we should ask every day. What, it, what makes a God worthy? What are your gods and what are you putting your faith into? Uh, and then what's, is it worthy of your devotion or not? Um, are, are big questions. And I think pulling Thor through this and even Jane, and we see like her story and, and later on in these story arcs, what, what's going to happen when she picks up the hammer or not are pretty deep, deep questions that most people wrestle with. So I think that's, that's what I love about the story arc and what it continues to do yeah. and what I hope they do with the movie. You know, yeah. I don't know if they you can't get into all of it, but, but, you know, I hope, I hope they use some of the source material to help see uh, and ask those questions. And I think, you know, in the, in the MCU, Thor was wrestling with grief and trauma and his purpose and yeah. we saw how that played out yeah he saddled up to the bar pretty long you could see yeah. he sat up to the bar for a long time playing video games with his friend but yeah he's asking that question i think that's what what's doing that's why i think the smart people in the mcu and and disney or whatever like yep here's a story arc that that we can use because it really goes deep yeah i agree wholeheartedly like i'm i'm so excited for that movie it's gonna be everything like you know uh, what's crazy is it's going to be everything and yet um and yet there's so much more um that they you're right they can't they can't do all of it um but i really do hope that they're able to nail the parts that they're able to do like um and and we're gonna like we're gonna talk about love and thunder for you know a long time so you know i think we're about eight eight months out from the release of it at at, at the time of this uh this episode's release so it's a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to and really the story begins here so um go, go ahead yeah yeah i was just gonna say like i'm really excited for but i also have to kind of check get put my um check my fanboy expectations too because i you know sometimes i, I know i do this with yeah. star wars movies and star wars characters i'm like oh, i get my hopes up and then those kind of hopes can sometimes be dashed because they're not doing exactly what i hope them to do but i i yeah. want to go in with an open mind just on a recent episode of of our podcast systematic geekology we were talking about the boba fett character we're like you know mm -hmm. I, I i i entered into some toxic uh fandom there myself I, I found myself pulled to the dark side because they weren't necessarily doing the things i wanted them to do with these characters yeah. in the sequel trilogy and what's going on with boba fett and then here comes our savior the mandalorian who kind of helps reboot and ground us but i yeah. i want to take what i've learned from 
you know, me slipping to the dark side with my Star Wars fandom with the next phase of the MCU and with what they're going to do with her. Because I love these story arcs so much. Yeah. I, I want to go into this movie also being open. It might be a whole new different interpretation and and different angle of looking at it. I'm going to go in kind of, all right, let me see what you got. What kind of story are you going to tell? Yeah, it's exciting. It's going to be a lot of cool new stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so before we leave you today, Will, um, as, we, as we part the Bifrost for the day, uh, will you just let people know how they can reach out to you and kind of follow the creative stuff you and Josh are a part of? I would love to give you guys just a, um, a quick little, you know, shout out on, on this show so people can go find you guys. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember if Josh was here this or not, but he, he was a part of, he's a part of a podcast called the Whole Church Podcast, where yes. he talks to different traditions and denominations and kind of bring the church together. And that's how I met Joshua. And then we on us started geeking out about faith and science and uh, the intersection of, of faith and church with uh, geeky fandom stuff and, and said, hey, what if we did a, a show called systematic ecology so josh was kind of the brain brains behind that and and we kind of it's a whole host of people from different backgrounds yeah. that um are authentic geeks where there is not some trap or trojan horse where we're trying to say oh we like these geeky things and we're going to like hand you some like conversion track at the end yeah. we we're like we literally and authentically love these stories and um want to think them on a different on a deeper level of how they interact with this aspect of my life as a person of faith. And so that's what we do. Six Mike Ecology. We, we pick a topic or a character or a story or movie and we, we geek out on it and then ask like, how can that help us go deeper in our faith? So that's, that's what we do. There's a website, systematicecology.org. You can find us there. We're on social media as well. I'm on social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, that if you want to kind of ask me questions about what I geek out on or have a friendly debate about Star Wars and, <laughs> MCU I'll be happy to enter into that conversation with you. <laughs> you you will find Will on social media at that surfer dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. well well i wish i had that handle i don't have that handle but but i do post a lot of surfing stuff on my instagram yes. uh page that's for sure i geek out on surfing a lot growing up at the beach meet a beach bum yeah um, i did there was a time in my life when i had hair like thor but not anymore man Oh my goodness. That, that, that's gotta be a picture. We gotta find. Yeah, so, we'll find it. It's out uh, there. So Will, thank <laughs> you so much for joining us today, man. We'll, uh, we'll chat at you later and we'll see you the next time you hop aboard the rainbow bridge, man. Thanks Ryan. Appreciate it. That is going to do it for our show today. I hope that you enjoyed this breakdown of Jane Foster as Thor, her first little adventure that she gets to go on. It was a, a, a whirlwind of emotions and action and just so much. What really makes a great Thor story, I feel like was encapsulated in this conversation about the first few issues where she takes the, the hammer and the mantle of Thor. So hope you enjoyed our conversation. We are going to be coming back to Jane a lot this next year because of the Thor film that's coming out where Natalie Portman's going to reprise the role of Jane Foster, but she's going to have kind of a, a kick-ass addition to the character where she's going to become the mighty Thor. So 
All of that being said, 2022 is going to be a huge year for us covering that era of Thor, the Jason Aaron era, the Aaron Aaron era. Ah, That sounded better in my head. But before we leave you today, I want to do a special year-end Ryan Recommends. So this year, I was thinking through a lot of the different things that I love, and I was thinking through the holidays, and I thought, it's the day after Christmas, but I'll recommend to you my favorite holiday movie. So for this episode, Ryan recommends that each and every Christmas you do what my, myself and my family do. We watch Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation is my absolute favorite Christmas movie of all time. It is the best. I, I rarely can go through a Christmas-themed situation and not think of or outwardly quote a Christmas Vacation line moment. It's just my favorite favorite Christmas. Uh, it's my favorite Christmas thing in, in, in entertainment. So go watch Christmas Vacation. The movie's been out for oh, forever. So go and watch that and I know you will enjoy it. So this is the last podcast of the year. I want to just say again, thank you very much. I appreciate you all. If you feel like going and leaving a rating or review and subscription, that would be great. Spotify now allows you to rate so you can rate on Spotify. So go ahead and do that. And that way in 2022, as we get closer to the movie, more and more people can find this, this show, the Thor show. So more people can find it. If you rate review and subscribe and share it with a friend, I know Christmas was yesterday, but give the gift of across the Bifrost, give the gift of the mighty Thor. We've got some great stuff coming up for you and that's just stuff people won't want to miss. So don't give them an excuse to miss it. Share it with them. And if you're interested in joining our Patreon, we have some great bonus conversations over there that you can be a part of just for a few dollars more to help us upkeep the show and keep the show going, keep the lights on, keep the Christmas lights on. Uh, Go over there. Our Patreon has some great bonus content that's ready for you right now just for a few dollars more, just for some some shillings in, in our in the coffers. So that'd be a great way to support us as well. Everybody, thank you so much for a fantastic first year. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for being a friend of the show. Thank you for joining us aboard the Bifrost. And remember, stay worthy.